All right, guys. Welcome back. To Are we my, on? We're on now. <laughs> to my, I love your socks. God, that was, was distracting. <laughs> so uh, my guest is here. Uh, yeah. His name is Kevin Farley. Uh, he's hilarious, and uh, he made himself comfortable and took his shoes off right away, in my hope. Well, I, I thought that was the right thing to do. Socks. You didn't even do that. No, I, I, I would. I was... Do you normally take your shoes off in here? Or? Yeah, but I didn't yeah. want to scare you with my feet, so I put... Yeah, they're pretty gnarly. Shut up. That's, see, that's one. Pretty um, gnarly How much longer feet. is this going to last? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Kevin and I have not known each other that long. Uh, oh. We met uh, maybe a month ago? Yeah, at Rock and Riley's. At Rock and Riley's at uh, was it your friend's birthday? Because I didn't know that guy. Yeah. I knew my friend uh, Chad Rian. Chad. Chad. And uh, and he's friends with my friend Tim. That's who it was Tim. Yeah, he yep. was a blast. He, he was, was on fire that night. He was hyper. He was on uh, fire. But very nice, very cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I just randomly went out that night, just because I was bored and someone else was drinking, and I was like, all right, well. Let's Why not? Do it, yeah. That was nice that you came out. Yeah. Chad's a good man. He's Chad McKnight. I think he's a. a he's a, a casting director. Casting That's director in town. But yeah. he's an actor too. He's an he actor. Yeah. Used to yeah. be on like uh, what was the one with George Clooney and there was a hospital and. Oh really? Doctors. ER. Yeah. Oh wow. I think so. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's, sure. And his uh, his grandpa's a big actor. Oh wow. Yeah. Did you watch Big Love? Big Love. Big is Love. It? Yeah. That's just not a Fleetwood Mac song. That's a TV show, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I okay. think so. <laughs> okay, good. I think it's called with uh, Bill Paxton. Yeah, his yeah. Uh, his grandpa was like the older creepy dude. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. And I've like, known Chad all this time. I've learned something new today. Oh, you're a terrible person. Look at that. I'm <laughs> still, I don't ask, what's happening with your I don't friends. ask a lot of <laughs> questions of my friends. <laughs> I just sort of... How long have you known him? Hanging out. I've known Chad for two years, maybe two, three years here in town. All right. And he's friends with Tim, and then I've just... But you're right. I haven't asked him enough. Now I think about it, I haven't really asked him too many questions, <laughs> like oh, where yeah, you're from or anything. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit! I don't, I don't think I know where he's from. I don't know. Uh, the East Coast or the South? I don't know. Well, Whatever. One of those. It's he's from somewhere. Um, so yeah. So we met. We met like a month ago, and uh, I noticed that Kevin was a fellow booze bag, and uh, <laughs> yeah, drank I some like beers. Tito's. I, I like drank, Tito's. Yeah, I drank some vodka sodas. Uh, and Tito's we, is a good vodka. Maybe you get it a sponsor. Is good. There I'm giving go. that. All I'm right, helping see? you out. Look at, see, you are a helpful friend. Yep, that's going to get you a good sponsor, Thank Tito's you. Vodka. That was the only thing Kevin had in his rider today. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I was like, what do you want to drink? You just said Tito's. Tito's. I was like, all right, that's simple, easy. That's easy, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we met, and uh, we've been trying to link up more, maybe do comedy together, but you're, right. he's always on the road. He's very fancy. I'm a road comic. Did you want to, like, wait, okay, so we'll get into that. Um, yeah. Because I want to hear how you got into stand-up. Uh, right. I know a lot about the sketch stuff, but I wanted to hear about that. Yeah. But yeah, so he's on the road a lot, and uh, I'm just here uh, holding down the L.A. fort, <laughs> drinking the Tito's. Drinking Tito's. Um, no, so I how, know. The how, road is fun. How did you... How, so I knew you, you did Second City, like your I brother. Did. Yep. When did I, you, go ahead. Yeah, I did that early 90s, 90, mid-90s, mid-90s. Was down at uh, Second City for years, studying and, and kind of doing improv shows and uh-huh. working at the Board of Trade. And What's that? it's like a, it's kind of like a stock market. It used to be. It's wow. no longer there anymore. You work for the stock but market. But we would do that. And I would wash dishes at the Second City and then take classes. And, and I loved that Chicago time. There was about three or four years there because I could just, 
you know, I was just doing shows and, and being a, an actor, making mm-hmm. no money and being poor. And yeah, it was but fun. that's fun because you were doing what you love. Doing what I love. And also, uh, Chicago's a great place for improv, you know, and well, a great yeah, place for... it's the biggest for, place for Second City. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I learned, I loved, I loved it there. What, um... Did you did you know you wanted to do it before before Chris did it or did you just Well, I was working for my dad's asphalt company before that and I thought I got an MBA at the time and I remember thinking You got I don't, an MBA? Yeah. Damn. I, I, I while I was working not really though. <laughs> and I was working in, you know for dad for a little while and then I just got disillusioned with advertising and marketing, you know. Yeah. I just sort of thought it was I don't know. I didn't like it. You know, I, I, the more I got into it, the more I thought this is just weird. It's not weird. It's just corrupt. And really, you're basically lying to people for a living. Yeah, I not couldn't really comedy. do it. Just, huh? Not unlike comedy. Well, comedy is <laughs> kind of innocuous. It's actually so honest. It's just sort of innocuous too. It's just like you say something in, on stage, you know, and then it's gone. I mean, no big yeah. deal. I think a lot of that's why I liked improv. It's it's sort of like disposable comedy it's mm-hmm. just you make it and then you throw it away which is great you know and i don't know i just didn't like advertising i didn't really feel it fulfill me so chris started doing comedy and i go well that seems like a lot of fun so i went down to second city and and got into that how much longer afterwards did you co- go down there i went maybe a two or three years after he went on to snl he was gone by the time i got down there. oh really oh wow i didn't know that yeah he was already at snl by the time I was down at uh, Second at Second City, I go to Second City here in uh, Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the longest time, I thought like I'm a stand-up. I don't need to do improv to be funny. Like it's I, I, I rejected it for so long because I think I knew I was scared of it. I think I knew I would. I think I, I think that they're two different things. I think sketch comedy, and or improv, not sketch, but improv and stand-up are two very different things. And I think that oh, yeah. I think that if you start off in one. Well, I would recommend starting off an improv before you do stand-up. Right. Maybe. I would, too. Unless, but some people think that stand-up is way harder. Uh, they're me, both hard. They're both very difficult. You I, know? Think, I think improv is so much harder. For me, like, doing stand-up for years and then starting to do, like, the full Second City track has been very difficult because it's so, it's so different. It's so much bigger, and you have other people on stage. You mean improv? Stage. Yeah. You, yeah. Th- you find improv a little harder? So much harder. Yeah. A lot harder. Yeah. It I don't can really be. feel all that scared to do stand-up anymore, and I, I feel scared to even get up in class at Second City. Oh, really? Yeah, it's yeah, hard, that's I interesting. Think. No, I think uh, it, you know. Uh, it's also what are you newer at? Are you at newer at uh, improv? Oh, way newer. I just oh, yeah. started it like in. Okay, I mean, well, I, took, I mean, I took like a like a class like years ago, but I just started doing Second City over the last, like, nine months. Okay, well, yeah, that's yeah. New. it's all new to you then. So, you know, that's but probably... But I didn't feel that ang- that much anxiety with stand-up, if that makes sense. Oh, you didn't even when you started? No, I did. No, I felt scared, but not as much as I do with improv. It's something yeah. very hard about it for me, because I think... Are you... Uh, well, I haven't seen your stand-up yet, unfortunately. I've seen it online, but I haven't seen you in person. Yeah. But are you, a, a, like, a... Are you bigger? Like, are you... In the stand-up? Yeah, or... I sort of look at it now where... Uh, I'm not sure what's going to happen usually when I go go out there. Wait, you don't write your set? Oh, I write it, but I mean, I'll vary from it and and try to like... You started an improv. And that's right. So like, I'll try to like, um, like if I'm not in a, 
the mood to do a show or something like that. I yeah. usually take time to just improv and get the, get it going before. So yeah, that's where my improv helps me, you know, in my stand up a lot. And then, you know, the shows. It's I find the improv helps me to uh, write new jokes. Oh yeah, I think it's yeah. the, so helpful. I'm just saying it's scarier yeah. for me. Yeah, I would say it's very scary because it's not written, you know, and you have to trust your instincts. Yeah, and trust other people you're on stage with, too, which is... Yeah, which is also just kind of, you know, improv can be very bad because of the other people, not your fault. Yeah. and Improv can be very awkward to watch if it's not good. The only way way improv is really good is if you have a good team that you really work with. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and also I did so many shows at, at Second City that... You know, I performed with so many people that you eventually just, it's kind of nice to, to all of a sudden, you know, you, it's like a pickup game mm-hmm. of basketball and you start playing and then you realize, shit, this little group of actors is really good together, you know, and that's the thrill of it. Oh, when that's you, cool. When you, when you go, oh, this isn't going to work. She's kind of, you, you sort of judge. Everybody judges. Yeah. No matter who you are, you know, yeah. you go. Oh, I think we're going to bomb here. I don't know if he's funny, and I don't know if he's good. I don't know her. Yeah. So you just go out there, and you hope for the best, and then you realize, oh, my God, we're doing good. And this is actually really funny, and it's good. And this, this group of, of actors put them together, and we, they click. And that's such a great feeling when you get that, you know. Yeah. That's hard to compete with, in it that you don't get that with stand up. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, but it's, it's not good. It's collaborative, I guess. No, and it's such it's, a great feeling when you go, yeah. wow. And then you get off stage and you look at everybody and go, hey, we're actually work well together. Yeah. And no, it's a real cool. revelation, you know, and you don't get that with stand up. But no. it's really difficult to come by with, with improv. It's really hard to strike lightning in a bottle like that. Really? Very difficult. Were There's you- so many rare, rare teams that I find. When I see a good improv team, I'm always like Beer Shark Mice guys or uh, some of these other guys that back in Chicago I'm talking about. Uh-huh. And they were so good and they were just so uh, seamless, yeah. you know, that it's really fun to watch. Yeah, it's, it's so, no, yeah. it's so fun to watch. It's, when, yeah. when it's good, it's like. It's really good, like, yeah. Jesus. It's really good. It's like watching, yeah. But when it's bad, it's horrific. Yeah, I mean, I can stand it's up just the same horrific. way, though. Stand up is the same way. Stand up is the same way, but it's also it's not as. I mean, stand up is can't really. Can I swear on this? Yeah. Oh, it can't shit the bed as bad as as improv. Improv. Yeah. If you shit the bed, you it might be a log, but if you shit the bed with a diarrhea, it's diarrhea with improv. It's diarrhea. It's awful. It's true. And yeah. if it's if it's stand up, is you know you oh I shit my bed, but it's you can clean it up easier. Yeah. But it's it's diarrhea shit. And you better get off the stage if it's a bad improv show. I mean, you're just like people blank stares. Why did I come oh, God, here? This a is a complete feeling. waste of time. Yeah. That's such a terrible feeling. Oh, it's I, I the, even find myself like even in classic, I like I won't you know, if we're just on the back line and he's like, All right, we're just gonna do short scenes or whatever. And I'm just like, not. Well, I don't want to walk out with certain people. I know that makes me sound like a dick, but I'm just well, like, ah. It happens, you know. Uh, of course. Wanna, and not, not that I think I'm better, but I'm think like I'm, I'm thinking well, like I need someone to make me better. But that's that's natural. I mean, if yeah. you go back to when you pair up with somebody, Tina mm-hmm. Fey and Amy Poehler, you know, Mike Nichols and and mm-hmm. Lane May. Yeah. I mean, those two. I don't know if they were lovers. They might have been, but they did notice. 
hey, shit, we work well together. Yeah. You know, and that just happens. You yeah. don't know. You know, it's much like falling in love, but it's, yeah. you're not in love, but you're, you realize, holy God, we have some kind of connection comedically. Yeah. And so you're like, that's such a great revelation, but you can't so help fun. it be snobby about it. You're like, I, you know, Tina probably always wants to work with Amy because yeah. she makes her look good and Amy makes her look good. Yeah. And so there's nothing snobby about it. I think it's just well, if it's, you click with somebody, yeah. you know. It's just, it, and it's nice to challenge yourself and go up with, you know, anyone. But when you're kind of freaked out by it. Then yeah. Well, if you're nervous about it. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I, I don't know. It's weird. But I, 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 would, I wish I would have maybe done improv first. But I, it's weird, too, because I, I always thought when I, when I got into comedy, I was obsessed with comedy as a, as a, as a kid. I, I was, like, very into, like, the Will Ferrell, uh, Sherry O'Terry Spartan skit on yeah, SNL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's another team where you're like, oh, God, God they clicked. So funny. And they did they really so good, good together. Yeah. And they... And they've, they've done well apart, but they were very, very good together. Very, very good together. Yeah. And I wish they would have done a movie. I think it's something physically, too, because she's so little and he's so big. And yeah. like it's just and they both have, like, really goofy mannerisms. I wish they would have done a movie together, but, you know, you never know. Maybe it will. Maybe. Maybe they will. They, they're really good together. I actually think Barry Cat said he's representing her now. Maybe he'll get her. Some. Yeah, maybe he'll get her in with Farrell. Yeah, she's so funny. She's great. Um, but, I, yeah, I grew up watching more, like, SNL, that kind of thing, more than stand-up. And, uh, yeah. you know, being, being, the, being the fat kid that I was, I really, like, resonated. I can't believe you were fat. Gigantic. How fat were you? Like, two hundred. No. Like, yeah, like, 13. Damn. Yeah. What happened? Well, I just was like, oh, you don't eat <laughs> nachos and English muffins and cookie dough after school. Like, that's not normal. You, you cap it off at one. Or none of those things because you already get fast food for lunch, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I just started to learn that, like... So 13, you got a little heavy. No, I was... Well, no, I was, like, a... I, I was, like, a... Like, a... Like, uh, wouldn't say normal-looking kid. I wasn't, like... But it, it happened, like, later. But it lasted years. And Into the I, 20s? No, no, no. I, oh. it, 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 it cooled off at about uh, 15. But it started around, like... You know, whatever. That's kind of hard on a on a thirteen year old girl, though. No, I didn't really realize. I thought it was oh, that's awesome. Good. <laughs> that's good. Really, like, it didn't affect your self esteem no, at all. Really. My parents loved me so much, and they gave me way too much confidence. Plus, I'm from a small fucking town. Like, yeah, you know. And I, also, people you know, are probably all around there. They're pretty. Are they big, big no, people? No, not really. It, it's not, because it's not like uh, no offense, the Midwest. <laughs> whatever. Everybody's like, fat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like they, they were just regular. They were. Very small town looking, but it wasn't like everyone was, you know, eating the same bad thing. Yeah. No, I was. I was. Then old. you come here and everybody's. Oof. Yeah. The competition for girls is tough. I see. I think. I think because I was fat and got over it, it doesn't really bother me. It's just, it's good. It's just like, yeah, I, you really can't change what you are. And well, you're not fat at all. No, I know. I'm just saying. It yeah. Was, but no, it wasn't. It really wasn't that traumatizing for me. But it was more it's just good. like I focused on like being funny and. Whatever, as opposed to like being a cheerleader and stuff. Yeah, I was a mean softball player as well. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So then you know you probably developed your social skills in yeah. your in your comedy back then. Yeah. Yeah. Were you a fat kid? I wasn't a fat kid. I was a fat adult. You're not. A, you're not fat. Oh yeah, I kind of no, am. You're not. Well. I just know. I just know from uh, like certain interviews I've I'm not heard skinny. of. Skinny. Like, you're not fat. You're like you're normal. I'm a normal, normal but people? in LA, you sort of make you feel like oh boy. I don't like skinny guys. It bothers me. Oh yeah. I don't like guys that like like care too much about what they eat. I'm just like it, it's oh, annoying yeah, and it's can't. unappealing. 
Well, it makes life kind of miserable. I yeah. mean, part of life is food, so I'm like Food's big part of life. Part of I mean, life. you gotta you gotta eat what you want. I mean, yeah. I always try to watch it, but like, I mean, my family has obviously. Look, Chris had it. Yeah. And my dad was big. Everybody, so I gotta watch it. I know I gotta watch it. Yeah. You know, so it can get carried away, and it has. Trust me. <laughs> but. <laughs> Uh, the when I was younger, I was in pretty good shape. I was a really? good athlete. Yeah, when I was younger, I was a really good athlete. I believe it. I was a good swimmer. Really, I'm pretty not good strong, swimmer. I'm not a strong swimmer. Oh no, you know. grew up in Oregon on the ocean, right? No, the ocean was scary and cold. Too and cold, right? You never went in there, right? Not really. No. Like, too freezing. Yeah, I was like, I'm just gonna lay here and eat my nachos. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go see relaxing. a picture of you when you're 13. Oh, it is good. Is it? I was also like a different race somehow. I, do, I literally don't what look do like the mean? same person. Do you have darker hair? Uh, well, I, yeah, obviously I have darker hair naturally, but that wasn't even yeah. it. There was just something about my everything that looked, I, I look like a literally a, a, a different, different person. person. It looks like I had plastic surgery. I have not. But oh, yeah. Yeah, I look, I don't know why. Wow. It cracks me up. I kind of like it. When you look at old pictures of yourself? Yeah. Wow. Big eyebrows and just weird, whatever. That's crazy. Anyways. Um, okay, so I want to talk what? about, so what made you start doing stand-up when you were, where, do you well? What do you like better, uh, improv or stand up? And what made you start mm. doing stand up after doing improv mostly? Well, honestly, I wish improv, you know, was easier to make money at improv. Yeah, it's just very That's difficult. True. Yeah, how do you make money on it at improv if you're not like on SNL or any other sketch show? You don't. Yeah. I mean, it's just hard to get everybody's schedule together. It's hard to get together for everybody. I know one team like Beer Shark Mice is really good. Mm-hmm. But they're all working guys, and yeah. they all have busy schedules. Oh, they have like day jobs and stuff. Well, no, they're they're actors oh, like they're actors. David oh, okay. Koechner and everybody on there is a busy guy. Uh huh. You know, working acting. Yeah. You know, so it's just difficult to get everybody's schedule together and go out on a tour. You know. Yeah. And you got to get plane tickets for everybody, and it just doesn't work out logistically. Yeah. So that being said i do like improv but i always look at it kind of like if i was in town here and if everybody wanted to do a show i would d- jump in and yeah i would love it you know to me there's people i would love to work with mo collins beer shark mice there's people i would want to work you with do improv. i would love it. i love doing it i love doing it with my brother he's really good and you just know just chris or is your other brother you have well two, you have two other brothers, chris right? was pretty good improviser well, of too. course he was incredible yeah yeah well what, do your other brothers do it uh yeah, John. Yeah. Okay. And we had a team for years here at the Improv Olympic. Oh really? Oh yeah. We, we when I first moved to LA, I would go every Saturday night and do my show. And That's it was so fun. fun. It was a blast. Yeah. And we just sort of faded away. I don't know. Yeah. And just it's I started doing. It's a lot of work doing, to keep people together and do that kind of it thing. It is. I know what people you're get married. About. They have babies. Yeah. It's you know. even just like if you produce a show around town with just like stand ups. And if you do partner with someone yeah. on it, it's like eventually yeah. it's just like, ugh. I remember we had Jenna Jolfitz, who, to me, Jenna is a main stage Second City girl, and mm-hmm. she was the most talented, the most talented performer I have ever worked with. And she had a child and had a two child and then just well, got like, busy yeah. with that, you know? Yeah. So it just sort of faded away, you know? And it's just a lot of work, I guess. But then I started doing stand-ups easy because it's just you. Mm-hmm. And you write your show and you get up there and you do your 20 minutes or you mm-hmm. do your thing and you're gone. Yeah. And there's only a microphone and that's it. Do you love stand-up? I like it. It's challenging. <laughs> you know. So we have the opposite things on improv and stand-up. What's that? We have the opposite reactions to improv and stand-up. 
yeah. stand-up is like, I'm obsessed with it. And improv, I'm like, ah, I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So you, you like stand-up. You don't, you're not, you're not. I you're like it, it but the road is difficult. It's lonely. Yeah, the road. And I find stand-up comedians cruel and kind of nasty people, unfortunately. They can be. Yeah, which I don't really like. Improvers, there's a sense of community there, and there's a sense of let's put this show on together. Yeah, And stand-ups can be aloof and kind of vicious. And yeah. I, and I, I'm fine with that. I'm, I don't have to be friends with everybody, but mm-hmm. I don't really, I'm not, I don't subscribe to the... Uh, to the viciousness of it. Yeah, I, I'm, no. I don't like that kind of thing either. I, for, no. for a long time, I, I didn't buy into the whole, like, well, you need to hang out to get shows, and you got to, like... Because, frankly, stand-up is a lot of, like, someone, like, bringing you on to open for them, or you bring them mm-hmm. on, or it is a very, like... It is it is kind of a group thing, not like improv, but but yeah. but you're always encouraged when you're first starting out, and just in general, actually, not even just starting out, like, big, huge well, comics just hang out at the comedy clubs every night. And I was like, yeah. that doesn't make sense to me. It feels like a waste of my time. And then eventually I realized, like, mm. yeah, I guess that's kind of what it what it's supposed to be. It kind of is. But it you know really what? Is. A lot of stand-ups have a lot of opinions. You know, they love to give you their goddamn oh, like, opinion yeah. about what to do and how to make it. I don't like that. There's a million ways to make it with anything. You can make it any yeah. fucking way you want to make it. Shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, I agree with you on that. That kind of shit annoys me. Yeah, I or don't like it like, when like, like, like you got to go up three comedy. times a week or you're not going to make it. Oh, my God. Who's you got to go me? up five times a week or you're not going to make it. Um, How about shut up and I'll do my career, you do yours. I remember like a couple of years ago when I was newer into comedy, uh, I was having a conversation with him on the patio of the, at the comedy store. Right. And uh, he's like, How many a lot of nights bullshit a- goes down. Yeah. He's like, How many nights a week are you getting up? And I was like, oh, I don't know, like, uh, like two, whatever. And he was like, you're not going to make it unless you're going up four or five nights a week. And okay. I was like, all right, buddy. Right. Relax. Take it easy. Yeah, Take relax. It easy. I'm like 12 years old compared to you. Let's, let's chill, <laughs> sir. But yeah, it is. Yeah. It is very much it's like annoying. that. Yeah. It's annoying. Right. Um, and that's the only thing, like, you get a lot of opinions from, from stand-ups that I really don't care. Yeah. And I don't want to hear their opinion. I don't really, I really don't give a shit. Yeah. And so I don't hang out, really. I don't, I don't. I don't hang out. I feel like at I was texting you. I'm like, come hang out. And you're like, ah, you're either on the road or just like doing I'm something. I'm always else cool. on the road. Yeah. You know, I've been I I got this show and I and I called my booker in, in New York. I just said, Get me as many gigs as you can on the road this year. And he goes, Really? I go, Yeah. I go, Okay. <laughs> so he yeah, booked me. Like always I go, You went nuts here. I go, but I just accepted every single one of them. So So how often are you on the road? Almost every weekend, yeah. Every I'm weekend? gone. Yeah. Here during the week, I'll go like- Thursday to Sunday. Either I was, you know, everywhere. I've been Chicago, Dallas. I got to go to Ohio. Are you liking it? Yeah, I really do. It's just a little lonely, you know. Yeah, it is. It is lonely. It gets a little depressing because stand up is kind of lonely and depressing in general too. Where it's like you either get off stage and you're like, I'm fantastic. Like, who wants to drink with me? Or you get off stage, you don't have a good set, and you're like, This is a day I'm going to kill myself. Like, this is terrible. Even if you have a good one, you're like, Okay, I had a good one. Then you go back to your days in, and you're like, Man, there you go. I just did that. So I'll and watch only popcorn and watch TV. I mean, it's fun. I get a juice. I get a thrill out of it. But and it's good money. But it's just the, the loneliness. You got to try to find what to do in this town. Like I'm in Youngstown, yeah. Ohio, and I'm driving around, going, "All right, what the hell do I do in Youngstown?" Yeah. Besides eat spare ribs. Do people uh, do you, do people recognize you when you're out and about? Once in a while. Once in they a while. Look, 
They think I look like Chris. Well, you look, yeah, I was thinking because you do look so the much like Chris. The fatter I get, I look like Chris. That's not, yeah, it's insulting to your brother. <laughs> <laughs> You're an asshole. I don't know. <laughs> you were like, I was the better looking yeah, one. And I guess uh, as I've gotten fatter. No, no, no. He was a good looking guy. He was very good looking. <laughs> yeah. I, um, very agile and athletic for yeah, being really big, good. too. Really that good. That always athlete. weirded me out, like just being able to do like cartwheels. I was like, how Dude, let he? me tell you. Yeah, Jesus. he used to play basketball in the backyard. He was a good, good athlete. Really yeah. good athlete. So let's talk about your uh, your new show. You, it's really, really fucking it's funny. Funny, right? It's really. I was, I was, I, I guess I don't know why I wasn't surprised. You just randomly texted me the trailer to it, and I, I, I didn't know CMT even did, you know, scripted comedies. They just started. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I started watching it. I was like, this is like really funny. It's really it's good. It's a really good concept too. And we got great reviews. Uh, Still the Kings on Sunday night, folks, to tune in. On CMT, um, on CMT, with you, Billy Ray Cyrus, who else? Joey Lauren Adams, uh, Madison Eisman, um, Travis Nicholson, really good actors, and it's just a very fun show to do. It reminds me a little of uh, Dukes of Hazard, kind okay. of. Okay. Yeah, but it's fun and it's a blast to do. Your character is very funny in it. I played Mitchell Doily, who's like a parole officer. Lonely guy. I got married 14 years ago, and I still wear the ring. I still think she's going to come back to me. <laughs> and and uh, I want to hang out with Billy Ray. Mm-hmm. In, in later episodes, you'll see I want to hang out with him. And he even wanna, though you're supposed to be his parole officer? Even though I'm supposed to be his parole That's officer. Funny. And I kind of want to I wanna take him back to my ex-wife to prove that I'm hanging out with celebrities, you know? <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. I read something. Uh, I was researching you before... We did the podcast where you said that you get to play the straight character in this, and it's really fun for you. I don't think your character is straight at all. You like no. you're like yeah. comedy, and it's like did I say that? Like, yeah, I shouldn't have. Well, then they requote, then they misquoted you. Yeah, I might have said that at the beginning. I thought that going into this, I thought that um, I would just play it straight, you know, and let Billy do the the mm-hmm. comedy and all that. And then as we started getting on set, and I started to work with Bill. Billy Ray, I just thought, I just went into this character and it seemed good and he seemed fine with it. Yeah. And I was doing more and more crazy stuff and more and more crazy stuff. And then he'd laugh and he'd go, yeah, 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 that's good. So it did turn into more of a rambunctious character. Yeah. No, it's funny. Yeah, yeah. But that was mainly, I mean, the set is really loose. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of improv. So. Oh, so did you get to improv any of the stuff that I saw in the first Not scene, writing, like- but like a lot of the, just the character itself, you know, the way I would improvise, um, you know, my line delivery and that kind of thing. And so they're very open, very great writers. Potsy, he's a great guy. And, and so there's a lot of great improv on set, which is fun. Yeah. Is it? Well, you've been in the business for so long. Is it still exciting for you when you like book something new like sure. that? Or oh yeah, oh you never lose that kind of like. I auditioned for this, and I remember thinking I nailed that, you know. And I got a call back, and I go, okay, I did nail this. I'm on track. Yeah. Because it felt good in the audition. Yeah. But you never know, you know. And then I asked the la- uh, casting director. I forget her name, but that's nice. That's bad. That's she really changed bad. your life. She <laughs> goes, you nailed it. You nailed it. Let's get. Let's go in there and nail it again. And I, yeah. there's just something great feeling about that, you know. And so I went in there and did it again and nailed it again. And yeah, when you book something like that, there's a great feeling towards that. There's a huge, great feeling. It's, it's cool, especially because it wasn't like, so it wasn't necessarily an offer. Like you had to compete. It's fun to compete and win. Yeah. Things like that. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't an offer. No, it's better to go in and, and audition yeah. and get it. Because I never, I never get auditions. Really? So that was, no, I never book them. I feel bad that you don't have any ice in your drink. I'm an asshole. I don't need ice. I just need the drink. Yeah, well, that's why I like you. <laughs> but, yeah, that's exciting. And I, I, I think that's going to be a good project <laughs> for you. And you got to go to C, the CMT Awards. Yeah, that was Ableton fun. Did, did that you was tell fun. him I love him? And that yeah, I he's cool, huh? Would you marry that guy? I know. I just want to be him. I want to. I want. Want to be him? I just. I like, a man? Not a man. I just like him. I like his. I he's like cool. His, he's and cool. And he his wife music next to him. Incredible. I know. I'm not trying. She's to a married man. That shit. I know. I've seen him in concert. She stays uh-huh. with her the whole time. She's a beautiful voice. She's she also beautiful. She seems like a really cool lady. Yeah. No, they're just cool. I like it because you know country music. The CMT words. You know, Pitbull was there. And Pitbull was there. Sorry, yeah, I didn't watch. I just didn't. My bad. I was just like in all these. Singers or country are kind of like hipper country. People. They are, they are. And he's a throwback to the old school Johnny Cash kind of thing. I appreciate that you say that because I, I like went that. to Stagecoach this year, uh, only yeah. because my mom buys the whole family tickets because she's weird, That's including nice. my niece and nephew. She did it for Coachella. That's nice. They were under the age of 10 at the time. It's not really wow. like a festival for children. She didn't really realize that. Jeez. But, anyways, that's funny. It's the only time I've ever been to Coachella is because mom bought the whole fam tickets. Thanks, that's mom. That's funny. Did and she then, go? Yeah, all of us. Oh, yeah, I love it. It was a whole family thing. That's hilarious. And me and my dad try to like sneak off and like drink more beer. And she's that's like, funny. I'm watching the kids. Come back. I'm like, all right, that's mom. Funny. Let's get it. It's fine. <laughs> I'm, st- I'm an adult and whatever. Anyway, so we went to Stagecoach. And it, a lot, of, yeah, a lot of country singers are like very poppy. It feels like almost like watching American Idol. So right. People like him just make me feel like it's like, it almost feels like classic rock. Like, the people yeah. at Stagecoach that were the best were him, uh, John Fogarty, and uh, Fogarty Marshall Tucker great. Band. And they, they were like really right. just not like new acts. Like, they were the best. Doobie Brothers. They're the older ones, yeah. right? And you know what? When I was leaving, unfortunately, I had to go down and do Dallas. Uh, but in Nashville, when I left, there was a huge festival, the CMA Festival. Uh-huh. Marshall Tucker was there and all those old school guys. Um, the Nitty Gritty sing. Dirt Band. Marshall Tucker right. can't really sing that that good anymore. Did you see him? Oh, I didn't see it. No. He has. I think. I think he. Well, he's old. I mean, it's like it's amazing. Sure. They've been on the. It's like their seventies yeah. at this point. You know. At the CMT, the Oak Ridge Boys. I don't know if you ever heard of them. Uh, maybe. They sing Oom Papa Oom Mau. Oh yeah, I think I do know that. Hi Ho Silver Elvira. I think I know what that is. <laughs> it was funny. They sang Elvira. I like it. And they were there. Uh, but I like the old school country, you yeah. know? I love the old school country. And I like Billy Ray. He's got yeah, some good I stuff. Yeah, I like him. He's good. He's good. What did so, you grow up listening to? Mainly that. or uh, But I was also hard rock, kind of The Who. and Was it The Who hard rock? Yeah, well, I back when I grew like up. psychedelic and stuff. I liked The Who. I liked... Um, like The Doors? The Doors, kind of. I liked The Beatles. I liked Stones. I liked... Those kind of hard. You Did know. we already talk about this? The the, the desert trip festival. Oh I, God, I we're forget. gonna go there. We yeah. gotta go there. I the forget. old, what's it called? Coachella, old Chella. Yeah, it's 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 only happening once. They say I got tickets. Oh, you did? Way to get tickets? Yeah. How many did you buy? Uh, my, again, the family bought them. Okay, but I'm going not, with your it's family. Not, it's not little kids this time. It's like my dad, my mom, and then like their friends. How much <laughs> were the tickets? Uh, hundred, two hundred. No, we got the good ones. You got big ones. Good yeah, ones. Yeah, they were like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> In between wow. one and two thousand dollars. Holy crap. But it's worth it. It's only gonna happen once. Yeah, this no, is like I the know. Dream of my life. I love this That's shit. That's so gonna much. be great. Yeah, that's gonna be great. 
Well, you've got to find a way to get tickets because I got to get out, tickets. But you have to get like a some sort of scalper or something. I don't know. I don't I'm know sure they're works. all sold out, right? No, they're, no, they're, people are reselling them now. Like, oh, I think I think. Can I go to StubHub? I don't know. I haven't looked into it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I got on right when they went live. Of course. God, yeah. that's going to be fun. Uh, I would yeah. love to go to that. Well, that's to right up my alley. Yeah, try to make it happen. Love it. It's the well, Stones. I think that, well, okay, so I looked up. What is up, it, October? Yeah, it's October. And uh, I looked up uh, ZZ Top and Greg Allman are going to be in L.A. during that mm-hmm. time. They're totally going to drop in. You know, all those oh, big, you yeah. know, not just people on the lineup are going to be there. You know, the other people are going to Oh, yeah, in. that'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be cool. Well, that's going to be just insane. That's going to be packed. That's going to be more packed than Coachella. Yeah, I'm very excited. For sure. Yeah, very that's going to be great. Um, how long have we been doing this? I don't really know. Uh, what else do you want to talk about? Gosh, Rachel, I don't know. This has been... <laughs> You've, this has been so enjoyable for you. <laughs> no. your lumberjack shirt. Let's talk know. about you. You. I don't know. We can't no, talk about sure. me. No, no. I'll talk no, about... I want to talk about you more. I want to talk about more about, um, so, so still. I'm also on a show called F is for Family on Netflix. Oh, that's Bill Burr's uh, animated show. Bill Burr's animated show. How is that? I've never done anything animated. <clears throat> it's a lot of fun. Really? Yeah, it's What's a lot it like? of fun. Well, you know, you just go in there and, and you rack out a couple of voices. Do they give you a lot of direction? But you're in like a sound booth. What do you do? Yeah, right? yeah. Well, yeah, they give you direction, yeah. But they like. Uh, what character are you? I am. Uh, this year, a guy named Gene, he works in the office, and he's real, he always says the word, uh, like, Bill Burr's wife works in this one office, and I'm kind of a misogynistic manager, and I, everything she says, like, uh, well, I just like to give my two cents, or something like that, and, uh-huh. I, and I always say, well, I'd, do, I'd like to give her two cents, <laughs> you know, that kind of I like joke, it. I always, always say that kind of joke. And then, um, is it based on his family or something, or something? Like uh, it's up based and... on how he grew up, I think. Yeah. yeah. And so then, uh, I'm also a neighbor babe. A neighbor babe? What's yeah, that his mean? name is Babe. Yeah. I like it. I'm also it's a neighbor. Very fitting for you. Right. Because I am a babe. A little bit of a babe. He's lounging on the couch. <laughs> and in my, in, on my gold 70s looking couch. <laughs> very 70s. I know. I'm a Very 70s. Where'd you get this baby? It's pretty I don't sweet. Know, some store. Anyhow. Anyway, so that's cool. It's it's fun to do. I love doing animation. Really? And it's cool, yeah. That's cool. I love it. I've never done that. What's your favorite really thing fun. you've ever done? You write and direct, too. Yeah, I've done a few movies I've written and directed. Yeah. What do you like the best? Oh, directing is so hard. Really? It's very hard. I would never have guessed that. I feel like directing seems easier because no. you could just tell people what to It'd do. It'd be easier if you had, like, three assistants. Yeah. I would never do another movie directing-wise or whatever if I didn't have, like, three or four assistants. Really? There's just too much to do. What do you... What, I'm like, like storyboarding and all storyboarding, that. Storyboarding, right. Yeah. You're lining up your shots. Yeah. You got to know your shots. You got to know your storyboards. You got to know every inch of the script. Yeah. Backwards and forwards. You got to know everybody's lines. That's incredibly stressful. And you got to know what everybody's wardrobe is. Yeah. And you got to know what every location is. So not only do you got to know the script, you got to know every word in the script. Yeah, You've you definitely need several assistants for that. And you got to know every shot, every single... Every camera angle, every single yeah. camera. I mean, it is for somebody that's very technically oriented, you know. That's not me. I, 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 have, I hired someone just to put my podcast on I iTunes. Know, I know. <laughs> when I did it, it was so overwhelming that I thought, I don't know, it, it made my brain just fry. Yeah. Just because there's so many questions to be answered on every single movie, like 
Exactly. And you just get sick of people calling you and asking you things, and you become Constantly. a dick. Because <laughs> nothing can get done without the director's approval yeah. on any set. You know, That's intense. Like, yeah. You got to answer a million questions a day. You know, so it's tough. Do you like writing? Writing, I do like, yeah. Writing, I, I like it. When I have a good idea, I get excited, and I can yeah. flush it out pretty quickly. Um, I don't like writing when I don't have, I'm not excited about. Yeah, when you feel you forced know, to do it. When I feel like uh, it's drudgery. I feel like it's writing is always easy. hard. I went to. Uh, it's very difficult. I went to yeah. grad school at UCLA for screenwriting. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the first like couple years after I got out, I, I could like, you know, you know, throw out scripts and like finish them. But I feel like what if I sit down to do it now, it yeah. feels it's like it's it's painful. Yeah, because, you know, I think that I work better on my feet. You know, as far as stand-up goes, I don't sit down and write jokes. Okay, I want to hear about that. So you, you don't... Do, okay, so no. let's say you have a 20-minute set. You don't sit yeah. down and write it. It's just in your head? Or, well, or you, if do I you say something funny at Riley's or whatever, yeah, yeah. You know, or to one of my friends, you know, yeah. and I'll say, like, a concept or something that's funny, I will record it in my phone and then later sort of go up on stage and beat it out and then find out where the funny is on, but I'll yeah. do it on stage. You know, I'll do it on. So even if it's like at a bigger show, you'll work out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always get nervous about that, where I'm gonna like piss off the club or something. I will just say I will apologize. Well, that. I guess you're Kevin Farley. I'm not <laughs> Kevin Farley. <laughs> well, if it's not gonna go right, you know, I try to mix it in with ones that are gonna go. Yeah, I do you try know, that too. If I know, if I've got two or three that I know are good, then I'll put in a real. Stinker or maybe a iffy one. Yeah. And then go, well, that's a work in progress, folks. <laughs> and then they usually go with it. They know you're working stuff out. You know? Who do you write with? Do you write with other Myself. comics? No. Only yourself? Yeah. You don't ask people for... No. I feel comics don't want to give up their stuff. That was a weird thing with yeah. that. Yeah. I guess when I was newer to comedy, people would like help me out with writing, but I feel like I don't even ask anymore. They don't want to help you. Yeah, when that's the on, thing when about comics. When you're on the comics. road though with other comics, you, bits come out of that. I, one of my one of my openers is from going on the USO tour and just having a funny thing happen, and then us like talking about it on the tour bus later, mm. and then it became like one of my longest like best jokes. Yeah. But but it wasn't like people like sitting down being like let's write together. No, I think there's so much Schadenfreude in stand up. You know what, what Schadenfreude is? No, it's I kind I don't of have this an MBA. It's a schadenfreude is the wishing ill will. You know, it's like wishing the other person would fail and you would succeed. It's not that I I have to succeed, but they fail. You know what I mean? Like, and nobody can really be happy for you in stand-up. They'll fake being happy for you. Who are you friends with? Who are these Everybody in stand-up is like that. Uh, If anybody's saying I'm really happy for you, they're lying. They're absolutely lying. They might be a little bit happy for you. But they're yeah. secretly going, I'm glad she's out of the way so that I can make it. Everybody wants to make it. Everybody, it's I, not like, yeah. it's not like there's one, there's like a hundred different flags to grab. There's yeah. only one. And that's getting on television and getting, you know, on a movie. There's, well, that's it. You know what, though? I think it's Or some kind like, of like network show. Or, I mean, yeah. internet show that's successful. Yeah, but I, I guess for, well, I guess stand up is filled with like mostly guys. So I think the competition is much more strict and I think well it is with girls too but I you know I yeah I guess I do I feel it I guess with girl comics I never feel that with guy comics like 
Ben Glebe just got a special on Showtime. He's been working for so many years. I mean, he's obviously already successful. Do you well, know I think is? people are and like... I was so excited for him. People like, can be excited. I think you yeah. can be excited. Yeah. But I think... I'm not saying it's all just horrible people just that hate yeah. each other. Sometimes it's but annoying I'm when saying, it happens quicker for... Uh, or too quickly or... Where you know someone's a shitty person and they got something really big, like that's always kind of a little annoying. But I don't know. I just think that everybody really wants care. the same thing, and not everybody can get it. So, are you saying you're jealous of me? Yeah, I'm always jealous of everybody. <laughs> no, you're not. That's who who's doing better than me. I I, like I have a lot of voodoo the road right now. You just got a big show. On I have TV. a lot of voodoo dolls back at home. Do you really? <laughs> that I put prints into. Didn't know that was big. They're all different kinds of I comics. Know that was big in Wisconsin. No, no, I don't do that. I feel good for people when they have success. Absolutely, mm-hmm. you know. I don't try to get too competitive with it. Did you ever get competitive with your brothers? You yeah, are you kidding me? Your, really? We couldn't play chess without fighting each other. Well, I guess no. well, that's siblings. But were you ever competitive? When I always play? try to keep it friendly competition. I always yeah. look at stand up as kind of like that. But, but it's not good because that it takes a toll. The party life can take a toll. Like, if you get off yeah. stage and you start partying until 4 in the morning, that, that's not good. Yeah. I've never been a partier. I'm just a, I'm a drinker, not a partier. Right. But you just get off stage, have a few drinks, and go home. That's fine. Yeah. You know. But I'm not someone who's ever liked to, like, oh, where does, where's the party? Let's stay out. Like, I don't no. Know. Like, 4 in the morning every night? No. That's good. Eh. But sometimes when you get off stage... You know, you want to keep the party going. It is hard to bring it down. It is hard to bring, like, your energy down, when it, right. especially when it's so good. It's like, what? If you have a good show, yeah. 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 Yeah, and, like, if, you, if you're, you know, I can see if, like, someone is, like, married to someone who's, like, let's say you're a, a guy comic and you're married to a nurse, for example, and you get off stage and you have, like, an incredible night. And, like, right. you know, you're going to go home and she's going to be like, okay. Uh, Who cares? Yeah, like, I, I gotta get up say, in the I saved lives, and which is, like, way more important, obviously. Right, right. But, like, you would just get in your head. You would just be like, but I don't, but all these people, you don't like me? Well, but all these other people did. <laughs> I know. It's a weird feeling. It's hard to really uh, have other people. Um, I like to hang out with stand-ups because they understand my pain. Yeah. You know, and I and I do like to hang out with other stand-ups, and I do feel good for other stand-ups when they make it. I shouldn't yeah. say that. No, but, and, you're but they're the only the ones that can really understand, like, I had a bad show or I had a good show or this person fucked me over or, or that, you know. And it does seem kind of silly because we're not really, you know, curing any diseases. But it does take a toll it, mentally it, on yeah, you. it hurts a lot. It's, it hurts a lot. If you have a bad show, it hurts when you walk home and you... It question your existence. And, that, yeah. and then another stand-up, you'd be like, yeah, I've been there. Yeah. I've been there. No, and, and I think only another stand-up would know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't even think an actor is. It's not even the same thing. It's only really No, no, actors look at stand-up like, kind of like a high-wire act. You're like, why are you doing that? That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, they look at it like, you know, the tightrope walker. You're like, whoa, fuck that. No yeah. way. No way. Yeah, everyone does think it's scary. And the actor is the guy in the three-ring circus. He doesn't have any risk at all. Uh-oh. My neighbor's coming home. Uh-oh. Her name's Non. She's a good kid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it is. It's. It's. It, I think only stand-ups can know that that feeling. It is a very strange feeling of like an empty feeling. Yeah, it's weird. And I think that is why a lot of people like in, in stand-up and and well, I'm sure actors too. All of it. Like you, you do drink more than you should and stuff. Like it's just. I like, think it's like, drinking and drugs with a comedy, uh, I think, helps numb some of that. Some of that uh, horrible feeling of bombing, yeah. or or even just uh, or it just keeps the high going of how good it is when it how was good, good you are. Yeah. yeah, it's very simple to 
slip into uh, mm-hmm. substance abuse. And stand-ups are mostly misfits in general. Like, I always, it, even when I was younger, I always liked hanging out with, like, misfits. I never liked cool kids. Oh, yeah? Like, not really. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess maybe, I, well, frankly, I thought I was very cool, even though I was a monster. And, uh, <laughs> but, like, even now, like, I guess I could maybe be considered, like, a cool kid, but, like, I never felt like a cool, like, I... I you I mean like, like uh, the cheerleader or the uh, yeah, like I, well, the popular girl? Well, that didn't really exist in my high school, anyway. Everybody it was, was kind of the so same. Small, it was so small yeah, that that right. didn't really like we didn't we only had like two sports. To, like it wasn't just it was tiny. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like that. But even just like maybe it's because I grew up in a small place where that didn't exist. But even when I got to LA, I remember when I first moved here. Well, I did an internship here when I was like nineteen. And I moved back here like a year later, and. Uh, I remember this. I had this older Russian girlfriend, girl that was a friend, not girlfriend. That sounded very interesting. <laughs> and she brought me to a club for the first time. I remember walking into the club, just being like, "I don't really like this." Like no, I just remember being weird. like, "I don't like. I don't like that." There's like tables and weird like hierarchy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think like that it. I think that comics always are people who who never liked that kind of thing or wanted to be a part of it and weren't. I, I, I mean, maybe I could have been a part of that kind of thing, and I just was not that into it, but I think... Well, you're constantly reminded when you're here and you say, I'm an actor, I'm in show business. Mm-hmm. You're constantly reminded what level you're at when you go oh, out. Yeah. When you go out to parties or when you go out to a Grammy party or, a, or any kind worst. of party, and you go, no, I'm an actor, and I've actually worked. I've, I'm making a living. I'm in yeah. SAG, and I'm making a pretty good living. And then somebody goes, well, you're not on the list. And if you are on the list, you're in the back row. And so there, there's, this, you're this, there's constantly reminded of where you are it is, on the it is pecking a, order. It is such a weird feeling. Of like, I it just is. went to an event on Saturday. It was like this uh, charity shopping event for Rachel Zoe. And my publicist like, got mm-hmm. me the invite. Granted, to my, to my failure, I was there like an hour late for the carpet. But I, I thought when I got like the... 12 to 1 was my time. I thought maybe the carpet was going for like four hours. And when yeah. I say carpet, I'm not trying to sound like I'm cool. That's just like something you're supposed to do. They have to them like all the time. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I was like a little bit late and I showed up and I, I, I went to where I was supposed to check in and they pretty much like ignored me. And I was like, all right, well, uh, my name is right <laughs> there. And uh, I was supposed to check in with this person and she was going to walk me to wherever I was going to go. They were like, carpet's closed. I was like, Okay, cool. I don't really like doing that anyways because I always look fat in those photos and not really my kind of my thing. But what do I do here? And I was all by myself. Oh, God. They were so rude to me. So rude. And yeah. they gave me the wrong wristband. I think they had ran out of the right wristbands. Oh, and they shoot. wrote, they just wrote the VIP thing in pen on it, which no one could <laughs> see. And listen, I don't care that that, that is. But I, I went there yeah. as like as a thing that I was supposed to be, you know, yeah. contributing and whatever. And so, so when I would go up to all these booths to like buy the clothes or talk to these people... They couldn't, I had the wrong wristband, so they thought, they gave me the wristband, I think, for the people that were working there, so it was confusing to everyone, and then just oh, in a wow. small, like, pen mark, they wrote that you were supposed to pay attention, and I don't, I don't care about that stuff, but it just, like, yeah. it makes you feel like, listen, I, I came here by myself to, like, support this thing, and then yeah. but they're constantly just being, like, mean to me. <laughs> like, well, that's why whenever I do an event in L.A., I, I gotta know, and I'm a pain in the ass with it, I gotta know exactly yeah. Like how I'm going to enter and how I'm going to exit. That's smart. Because there's so many opportunities for complete embarrassment. And usually so there's a camera right there. Yeah. You know, and you're sitting there going, no, I'm Kevin Farley. I'm on the list. Yeah. 
No, no, no. I got to know exactly what the deal is, you know, because it's too many times where I've been stuck out there and it's been on TMZ or it's been on something like that. And I'm going, we're um, I know this guy and uh, oh. I'm here. Yeah, it's. You're constantly you reminded. Do that. Yeah, you're just like, yeah. ah, I'm supposed to be here. And like, I'm they're being, yeah. I'm supposed to be like, here. Oh. I know. You don't want to seem like a dick, but it's so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing with so many, there's so many red lo- ropes. Yeah. There's so many wristbands. There's so, so many, so many people there's not so many how to different colored job. wristbands. Yeah. So many different colored, <laughs> that's what it is. LA is like living, and every day you walk out, and if you don't have the right color wristband, that is you're a out. good point. You need to make a tweet or a joke about That's that. That's good. Yeah. That is so true. Because That's you, living in And we also don't LA. know if you have the right one. Because I remember like walking around there being like, I think I have the wrong one. Because Melissa Rivers is sure getting a lot of attention <laughs> to the booth that I'm at. And like, people are being mean at me. I'm like, ah, oh, I got the wrong one. I got the wrong, the wrong color. One. Yeah. Like, it's, it sounds like, a, listen, people that are listening to this, it, so, it sounds like a really petty problem to have. But I think that you get it. It's like being in high school and people right. bullying you. It's like a weird feeling of... But it, it does perpetuate this feeling of, like, artists being better or worse than one another. And I never yeah. really believe that completely. I think that if you're a creative person and you're going up on stage, you're doing improv, mm-hmm. uh, the object is to exercise your creativity and your uniqueness as a person. Yeah. And I think that that is what art and what acting and uh, stand-up and improv is all about, is finding your voice and being as honest as you can on stage. And there's no, it's so ridiculous to put that as an orange wristband or put that as a yellow wristband or a green wristband because you earn this much money and you're with this kind of a management group, you know? And so to me, and I get why they do it for marketing purposes. But it's it's crazy. They haven't figured it out though. They've been around Uh, artists for so many years. They haven't figured out that that's insulting to people. It's very insulting to the artist, you know, and I think it's very, but I think they know that that's the only way that advertisers and money people can really break down how much money to give that person, you know. Oh, you think that's why? Sure, sure. I just thought it was just a bully me. (laughs) (laughs) It could be a bully thing, too. No. But it's like they can take that and say, well, she was front row at the Oscars and somehow monetize that, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard, though, because I think I think especially for stand-ups, I think, I don't know, it's not different than acting, because acting, I think people do it for what they're... But I don't think any stand-up, like, starts doing stand-up because they want to be famous, because, frankly, stand-up takes a long time to get good at. A yeah, long yeah, time. And yeah. stand-up is probably... Well, Jerry Seinfeld has a quote where he says that stand-up is the closest thing to justice. If you're to good... To injustice? Or to justice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're good, you, you're fine. If you're, if you're not, then you... It doesn't work out. Like it, it, it right. is a very cut. You know, it, it's very because, cut and dry. Because with acting, like you, you can, you can be just like a pretty person and and say and get if by. you, yeah, you can mm-hmm. be fine. You can actually be a, a billionaire. Really. Yeah, and acting, you can sort of make the right looks to the camera and yeah. get by. And there's a lot of tricks exactly. to acting. Like Marlon Brando even said, acting is nothing but a parlor trick. It's a the and once he he learned the parlor trick, it's like a card trick in a bar, you yeah. know and. That's kind of true, you know, and you get the, if you learn the card trick, you, in the camera at the right angle, you're yeah. a star, you know, and, and with stand-up, you're either good at it or you're not. You can't fake it. You and cannot it, fake it. No. You also can't just, like, there's, there's no one that's ever done stand-up the first year or two and was incredible. Like, it takes no. a long time to be good at it. Yeah, I mean, it's just constantly, though, if you are an artist and a pure artist, 
Try to stick to that and let the other people worry about the monetizing it. Yeah, you know? they'll do it for you. They'll do it for you, yeah. I do remember hearing on uh, Barry's podcast you saying that you didn't really like the business side or you were, because he, he brought up something about like your, uh, your documentary. You, you produced Chris Farley's documentary, right. mm-hmm. which was amazing. And by the way, I think your stand up Did you was watch amazing. it? Yes, of course. Oh, cool. Yeah, I watched it when it came out like in the, like around Christmas time. Oh, cool. Yeah. And, uh, did you have a hand in like how it was all edited and like oh, yeah. everything? Yeah, I thought it was incredible. Yeah. And he brought up how like your stand-up didn't make sense in it, which I thought it made perfect sense because it was. Yeah, I mean, we were trying to make it where I'm carrying on and 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 I'm I'm doing stand-up now and. That made perfect sense though yeah, because it was no, like carrying on. Barry didn't get that. Yeah, and you also look a lot sort like of him. Missed so the, he missed the boat on that one. I I don't I I, I don't I, I, he said that it didn't make sense. I I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Everybody else has said it. Make they see it. But he it, didn't see it. I thought it was a lovely part of it, but um, yeah. I mean, he was. He's not always right, Barry. <laughs> All right, yeah, Barry, you're not always right. So I, thought that, <laughs> I thought that was. I thought it was like kind of a great part of it. Are you more proud of something like that than you are just even doing like like because you created the kind of the whole. You were the executive producer on it. Executive producer on it. Yeah. Yeah, but you said on his podcast that you you don't feel like a businessman because he called you out and said like something uh. about your title and then. Whatever. Oh, and you were like, I think he, he, yeah, me being an executive producer on that. Um, and I you, think it, that he wanted, he, he mentioned something about the business where I, I didn't get the, the credit. I think he meant, he spent a lot of time on that podcast about my credit on there. And, it, he's and probably just trying to get you to like let him represent you or something. Barry is a great manager. No, he's such a nice guy. Probably yeah. the best manager yeah. in town. You know, if I could have him as a manager, it'd be great. No, because I, he understands. I, I agree with that too. He understands that I didn't have the credit on there that I probably deserved because I made a yeah. deal that was. I'm not the greatest business. Well, that this is this is my point bringing it up because yeah. you said you said that I, you were never a good businessman. No, no, I don't with, get with with the, the business. business here and this. It runs so fast and furious that I sort of. I, I remember being in meetings, just being like, "Oh, I just want to do it," you know. <laughs> That's surprising. Uh, you were an MBA. And I have an MBA, but this is a different business where credits yeah. credits mean something, and credits have a credits have a they also have power, and they also have a monetary value. And so, see, I wouldn't have known that either, though. There's a lot of stuff that's involved. I guess that is what you need. And also, you got to know what to fight for and what not to fight for. Yeah, I'm still learning all this stuff, see. you know. And so. But do you feel like you're not like 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 you're more of an artist more than you are like a business? Yeah, person? yeah, yeah. Yeah. The business side of it just sort of depresses me. Yeah. But um, I try to, the only thing I try to worry about is just being the best actor or, or stand-up that I can be. Mm-hmm. And then if, if that's failing, then i got to be careful because I'm worried too much about my credit or anything like that. Yeah. That's going to be a distraction. So well, I, I guess just got to continue. That's why Barry Cats of the World exist. That's why he gets like, the big yeah. bucks. No, and he is very good. I am not good. insulting you, Barry. You're like, I'm a huge... I listen to his podcast on the he's reg. He's a great, great he's, manager. And he's been around the business yeah, and a very long time. He is a great podcast. I think... Yeah, and I mean, I think like... Uh, I feel like I'm... I, I feel like I kind of have a, a business mind. And I think that you can't have that and be an artist. So I try to like separate yeah. the two, if that makes sense. Well, that's why it's important to have a good rep manager, you know. And I yeah. think that's it's also... Nice have, people take care of you. It's also important to have a good agent and manager because people that you like and that are going to take care of you for that, you know, and watch yeah. out for your best interests. Yeah. And that, that are true about that, you know. Yeah. So it's important to have that when you come out here. And so you can just, 
concentrate on doing what you love to do. Just get up on stage and be as funny as you can, and then and then that's it. Let that go. Let everything else go. Yeah. Well, you know, try to be. There's so many times where. Usually it's the business managers out there that you, I would just manage your own money, keep it in a whatever safe. Yeah, but know. but when you but, but but when you have so many moving parts, how do people do that? I just don't believe in giving my um, investing and my money over to somebody that I that is not me. You know, yeah, I, agree I mean, with it. now I might be keeping it under the mattress, but I don't give a damn. I yeah, mean, so what? And yours, I might be yeah. missing out on opportunities. I don't give a damn. You know. Yeah, I think you're smart. But you said you didn't feel like know. you were in the business aspect, but I feel like you are. I think I can know enough about it. I don't know I don't know everything about it, but I, I know that I'm not gonna give it over to somebody that I don't I barely know. Yeah. And I I mean he could be pilfering that I don't know about. Yeah. I mean that happens so many times to artists. Yeah. They I give think- it over to they give all their cash over to to somebody and they and they find out later that they've uh taken millions and they've been taking millions for years i mean well why are you giving he's like my brother-in-law who cares yeah i, don't, I wouldn't give it to my it. brother yeah it's your money you earned it yeah i feel like you're smarter than you think with that though really well yeah i learned it the hard way though i've lost and gained so much money that i've learned those lessons in the past the stock market is a tough thing too and i've learned burned on that and i've been burned on so many people that manage your money and yeah. they tell you they're going to manage your money yeah. And they might be good, but and then they you lose it in the stock market and they go, Well, sometimes that's what the market does. Oh my god. And you go, Really? Well, you lost a lot of money there, champ. <laughs> you know, he's like, Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I go, What's your explanation? He goes, I don't have one. <laughs> you know, I'm like, Jesus, okay. <laughs> Maybe I'll just put my money somewhere that I, I can be okay with. And I, I used know where to uh, day trade for a little bit. Which Did I know you? is not which I know is not uh most people are not good at it. I did date someone who was very good at it, and he taught me how. That's cool. Yeah, this lovely... What would you use, like E-Trade? Uh, no, uh, Ninja Trader. Was that what it was? No, it's, it's live. It's like you're like oh. watching the charts and like doing... It's almost yeah. like gambling. It's, it's literally gambling. Sure, yeah. It's, I mean, you got to stay at your computer, though, right? Yeah, you stay at your computer, and you do it for the time that you're doing it. Yeah, yeah. Right. I got very into it. Uh, it was stressful. It was kind of like stand-up, though, where if you did well, your How quick was could great. you trade? Fast? Like lightning fast? Yeah, you, you're... Yeah, you're it's, just doing it's, it's it really live. fast. Right. It's live. It's like... Uh, yeah, it's live. Did you have good days and bad days? Yeah, and it was like stand-up where like, uh, the day would be good and you'd feel good, and if not, it was like, oh, I don't know, this is terrible, and I hate myself. <laughs> you know? uh, Do you have more good days and bad days? Uh... I, you're not doing it anymore, so maybe you're not. No, no. I I got the investment from my grandparents, and it was like the minimum you could do to to, to start trading. And I like felt really guilty when I was losing it. Um, but I'm <laughs> kind of obsessed with that kind of thing. Like I I like 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 yeah. learning about the market and stuff. But I feel like yeah, I feel like Sam's kind of like the up and downs of it. It's gambling, basically. Yeah. It is gambling. I know, you like to gamble. You like the horse races. I do like horse racing. Yeah, it's I was fun. The one I went you there went the other day. day. It was great. I'm bad at it. Huh? I went to Kentucky Derby, and I was terrible when I bet it on horses. Oh, yeah? Well, yeah, it's gambling, you know. But that day, we had a good day. Well, how do you? How are you good at it? I just, well, I went with Bader, the friend of mine, and he's really good at it. And I think he just reads the horses and... Really? He reads the horses? Well, he how? reads. he reads, he reads the... 
the, the breakdowns and handicaps him. I don't know how he does it. He's good at it, though. Do you win? I just do by name. That's what I did, and I was terrible. Oh, well, it's a lucky Derby thing. It's, it's all luck, you know. You I like when know. I can, like, at least choose something, like blackjack or, like... I like right. I like three-card poker. I guess that's kind of the same thing, though. I mean, horse racing is pure luck. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, well, we're just going to keep talking uh, after we finish this about how much we're degenerates and we like to gamble. (laughs) (laughs) We'll keep drinking cocktails. Drinking and gambling, Rachel. I'm a monster. You're a drinker and a gambler. Girls shouldn't be that way. A drinker and a gambler. You don't day trade anymore? No. It was too stressful because it was my grandparents' investment, and then I felt guilty, and I would like to do it again. You'll get back I gotta into build it. up. I gotta build up a certain amount of money before I can do it because you. What's the minimum you have to put in? Ten grand is the minimum you can do. They gave me ten yeah. grand, and it was so small. And like, not that that's not small. Obviously, that's a lot of money. But I was just so nervous. Sure, you don't want to lose like, it. Because you can't fluctuate. It's like if you lose a thousand dollars, it's like, well, I'm really down. Yeah. You want to do like, you want to have a lot of money to put into it to do it. To so just have fun with it, yeah. But I, but I, I will say, I was good at it because I dated. I dated this guy. Um, for years, uh, he was, it's a very good story. Uh, he was a paraplegic and he was uh, like the first person to get the Christopher Reeve foundations, like new surgery to make him walk again. He did stay. It's a whole story. Wow. Google it. Yeah. It's incredible. But he walked, uh, he literally got this, he he was, uh, paralyzed for, I think three years by this point. He's actually a quad and then he regained his arms and, uh, but at this point, he'd been paralyzed for probably three years. They gave him the surgery, and he stood on his own, like, right when he healed from the surgery. Wow. Yeah. He's still, you know, he's still wheelchair-bound, and but he can take steps. He can take and, steps. Yeah, but it's like a, it's an electrode in the spine that wow. amplifies the signal to the brain. So it's not like, it's wow. not like a, you know, like a robotic thing. It's like it's regrowing things. And really? It's, yeah, it's very cool. Wow. Yeah, he was, he was, yeah, it's, it's such a cool it's amazing. story. amazing. And the, the uh, surgery was actually originally... Uh, Intended for Chris Reeve, but it didn't happen in time. Like the the oh. the, the, uh, the research wasn't there. Sure. But wow. Anyways, so he was this like cool, like handsome baseball player in college, and then just got hit by a drug driver. Like most oh likely Lord. it was a hit and run. Um, we don't know. Uh, I met him afterwards, but I, I guess that that's probably what it was. Wow. He doesn't know either. Anyways, ended up paralyzed. But he was such a cool dude that he taught himself how to make money. Not having the, you know, not doing yeah. athletics like he wanted. Not having to go to like some like, you know, other day job. Like he taught right. himself how to day trade, day which trade. is very like most people are not good at it. It's not a good thing to do. Yeah. And he was able to make like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Wow, that's yeah. great. So he taught me. So I know how to do it. But you know how to do it. Yeah. Right. Wow. He's got the formula. Is there a formula or something? Kind of. I think. I think. I just yes. Yes and no. I think. I think it's like it's also like mental There's capacity some rules, to though. like. Yeah, there's some rules, yeah. and it's also like not getting too emotional about it, and not right. and writing it out. Like I saw him like win and lose like sixty grand in a day. Like, yeah, you have to like. Have, you gotta you gotta be yeah, write it out. You gotta have some resolve there. I don't think but, I have that. Um, I did not when it was a small amount of money. I don't know what would happen if it was a large a amount of money. Amount. <laughs> I'd like to see because <laughs> yeah. it was fun. It was literally like gambling. It's probably a thrilling thing too. Yeah, it was fun. Right? Yeah. yeah, it was like Holy gambling. Shit. All right, well, we'll end this now. Uh, I'm so excited Kevin's here. This was such an honor Thank for me. Thank you, Rachel. No, I, I, I love that this dude. That was fun. 
Even though we don't know yeah. each other that well, he doesn't know that I love him yet, but <laughs> he'll creepily find out very soon. <laughs> thank you for being here. I really. had a blast. Thanks thank very you. much. All right. Thank you.